You're listening to Therapy for Your Money, a podcast about all things money and finance for therapy practice owners. If you want to feel confident and in control of your financial life, then you've come to the right spot. I'm your host, Julie Harris. I'm an accountant and the owner of Green Oak Accounting. My firm specializes in working with private practices across the US, and my team and I have worked with hundreds of private practice owners. I'm on a mission to share all the best practices I've learned along the way because I want you to have a profitable private practice. My new book, Profit First for Therapists, is available at most online retailers. You can get it in paperback, audiobook, or ebook as well. Go check it out. Hi there, and welcome to Therapy for Your Money. In this new series, I am sharing some of the best of interviews I did for the live stream launch party of my new book, Profit First for Therapists. So during the party, I had a chance to meet with industry experts, some of my accounting team, and also practice owners whose lives have been transformed by using Profit First. During this series, you're going to get to hear the best of and all the highlights of the live stream launch party. In today's episode, I share my conversation with a few industry leaders that also happen to be friends. Um, I chatted with Jessica Tapania, owner of Simplified SEO, Whitney Owens, who is a podcaster and a consultant, Uriah Guilford, who is an author and also the owner of Productive Therapist, a virtual assistant company, and last but not least, Gordon Brewer, who is a podcaster, a speaker, and a consultant as well. I just feel so fortunate that all four of them shared their Profit First story with me for the book. And so in this segment, we talk about how Profit First has allowed them to grow their businesses exponentially and also has given them the space to be able to do other things like podcasting and consulting and starting other businesses. Have a listen and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hello, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to have all three of you. So first of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy days. You're all group practice owners, and then you all have other stuff going on, right? Jessica, you own also Simplified SEO. Uh, Whitney, you are working hard on the Wise Practice Summit and your podcast. And Uriah, you also have the Productive Therapist Podcast and a VA company, and and, and you just wrote a book, like and all, all the things. So thank you for taking the time to be here today. Absolutely. Um, each of you have a story in the book. Uh, in this segment, I love to hear about your profit first origin story, like why you decided to implement it in your in your practice. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. I'll Let's jump do it. In. Okay, I actually kind of have two stories, if that's cool. The first one, and you, we were just talking about this, was implementing all the accounts. Like I knew to implement the accounts and wasn't doing it. I was putting it on a spreadsheet for like a year or two. Um, so it was when I started talking with Green Oak that I got encouraged to finally make the accounts and it like only took an hour and it was so easy. So that's your first piece of advice. Just go do it. Yeah, that's the story that you have. One of the stories you have in the book is that you you had made this out to be a big thing, the opening of the accounts. Like that was a big barrier to entry for you and it ended up not even being a big deal at all. Not at all. And then through that, that I realized I actually had great cash flow. And I had extra. And that was when I was able to start doing health insurance and retirement and other benefits for my team. And so it was game changer. What was the thing that finally made you just go open up the bank accounts? <laughs> Getting on the phone with Green Oak. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, yeah. But and how did that change things afterwards for you? Yeah, it was just knowing where the money was right in a really simple way and then being able to use that for what I needed 
So I actually didn't realize I had so much extra for my employees until we started making those accounts. And I was like, oh, I've got extra here. Why don't I start giving them retirement matching? It was something I'd been really scared about, but then finally I was able to do it. I love it. All right, Jessica, how about you? Um, I guess my profit first origin story might have started even before I, like my first got married because we um, had heard all the horror stories about um, money and stuff. And so we actually followed the envelope system when we got married. So when I started my private practice, I had part of my money story that like, I'm not good with numbers, all of that. My husband at that point did a lot of the managing of finances on our household. And then I heard, um, on a podcast episode, somebody talking about profit first. I was like, okay, this kind of sounds kind of like what we did in our first year of marriage to get on the same page. Okay. Maybe I'll do the same thing. Maybe I'll do it for a couple of you know, a, a little while. And now here we are, um, are we like six years in? And I'm like, I could not manage it any other way. I was talking to my team about it simplified about the book and about how I use profit first for um, both of my businesses. And um, we also have several accounts now in our personal bank in our personal life. And I was like, I just can't imagine my life without it. I don't know how I'd make decisions. I'd, I'm the type, I probably would not spend any money. I'm not the type mm. that would like overspend. I would just would be like, I don't have any money, but now I'm able to go, okay, I have this much. I can realistically do X, Y, Z. And this is still, this is also how you think of, oh, Gordon is here too. Hey, hey, I made it. I made it finally. <laughs> um, Jessica, you've shared with me, this is how you, Profit First is the, what you use to decide like if you're going to expand or not, right? Like how, what, what, is, what comes next in the business? Can you, can you say a little something about that? Yeah, it's how I make um, most of my decisions as I look and if there's some extra money. Um, the other thing that we do a lot, we were recently trained to decide about some office space. And so I start um, actually allocating the money for a couple months and see how that feels before I even make that decision. And if I can put that extra money aside into my story in the book is I have a rent account. And so putting that extra money into the rent account for a couple of months did not um, inherently change my ability to um, to function as a business. And so then I felt really safe by the time I actually, um, signed a lease and opened a second location, um, that I could do that because we'd been able, you know, kind of to pretend we were doing that for a while. Yeah. Like you were already doing it. And so your, your story's in chapter eight, which is advanced profit first. So you talk about where we talk about optional bank accounts that you can add. And Jessica has a rent account because her landlord is really, really bad at cashing rent checks. And so, the, the, the rent account came from there, right? Because um, then you don't have to be stressed out. Like, do I actually have a lot of money in OPEX or do I not? Like the rent the rent account holds that money until he's ready to cash the check. One, two or three or however many he, he cashes at once. I also have, I don't think I've told you about this one. I have a World Cruise um, uh, bank account in my personal life because we're traveling next year. And so we've been putting money into that account too and keeping it separate and then when I get anxious and I'm like can we really do this my husband's like okay let me pull up the accounts here you can see this is the money that's earmarked for that and so yeah no extra accounts I'm I'm all for it I'm like how can I how can I as quickly as possible see what I have and where it's supposed to be earmarked for I love it uh, Uriah, you're also in the book. You're in chapter two, and maybe you have another spot in, in it too. Um, but in, in chapter two, you talk about, um, you know, before you had multiple accounts, like, oh, if you have one big pile of cash, you feel rich and like, oh, everything is good. But how just having the money in separate accounts has changed things for you. So when did you start using yeah. that first? 
I had to check my Amazon orders history. I first bought the book in 2017. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I will tell you, like, chapter one of my pre-profit first story is a very vivid emotional memory of <laughs> sitting down with my my accountant and going over my taxes. This might have been like second year of private practice. And when I found out how much money I owed for taxes, and then I looked at my one extra account, so I had income account and tax account, and the money wasn't there because oh, I didn't really okay. know what I was doing with moving money around and managing my cash flow. So that was a terrible, terrible uh, experience. And then after implementing Profit First and every year since, I look forward to that meeting with my accountant. And because almost always, I've, well, always, I've got the money there and often more money than I need, which is like an exciting day. So <laughs> change, yeah. changes everything for me as far as... Um, the experience of managing the cash flow of my businesses. So you look forward to it in a kind of in a take this IRS situation, right? Kind of way. And like, I, you know, I've got you, I will pay you. Yeah. It's um, more, it's more like how much is left over for me that I don't have to pay the IRS. Right, they, That's kind of like how I approach it. Yeah. Having money left over is always a, a good thing. Better than not having any, any money left over. Um, especially like Definitely. this time of year when you just, you pay 2022, you paid Q1 estimates. And if you have money left over, you're good to go. You can take, take, have a, have a little bonus. Um, Gordon, I'm yes. so glad you were able to join us. Yes. Um, what is your profit first origin story? Like how did you start using the system? Well, um, I, I think it was, it, it was really kind of the result of, um, as I told you, um, Julie, I had, uh, I ran into a situation where I just was not getting ahead in my practice. And so I really buckled down and ran my numbers and realized I was paying my, uh, the people in my group, I had contractors at the time, I was paying them too much. And it was uh, a lesson learned in uh, making decisions based on emotion rather than on the data. And so when I started crunching the numbers, I realized that I was having to pay my therapist out of what I was producing in my, with my sessions. And so it was, it was quickly spiraling down. And so it was around that same time that I learned about Mike's book, Profit First. And so I started implementing some of the, some of the things. And what I love about Profit First is just it being more about allocation or as you as you put it julie putting things into small plates mm -hmm. and and that just made sense for me and just simplified everything for me and now uh today i switched from having contractors to having employees w-2 employees and um, my practice is much more profitable and kind of like your eye was saying i'm not you know, I don't like writing that check for taxes every quarter, but, uh, but it, the money's there. And so it's not like some, it's something that I have to stress out about. Yeah. And, and Gordon, you shared your story also in the book. You are in chapter 10, where we talk about team compensation and you shared about moving from contractors to employees. And that was also the time where you made a big shift in, in comp structure. Um, right. You went from a place where you know, even though your team members are seeing clients, like you, you kind of have to pull out some money from your pocket to give them because they're not covering mm -hmm. overhead, right? Like they're, they're just right. having to cover all the overhead for the practice and the, and, and, and everything else. Um, and that's, I mean, a lot of people face that shift and it's not an easy one mm -hmm. uh, to make. And you're so gracious to, to share that because it's, it's a, it's not an easy thing 
uh, right. to do. You went yeah. from be from having to from losing money on every session to then having a smaller team, but a profitable one. Right. right, right. And and quite frankly, when I made the shift from contractors and kind of broke the, the news to everybody that I wasn't going to pay them at the same rate, um, I did lose some people. I, but I will say today my practice is larger than it's ever been. I've got um, six clinicians working for me and one admin, and um, everything seems to be running kind of on autopilot. I love, I love to hear that. Um, I, I, you know, I respect all of you so much. I would love to hear, do, do any of you have words of wisdom for someone who's, who's just starting to implement profit first in their practice now? One thing, one thing I would say is, um, as I like to say, give yourself permission to just start and take the profit first. And even if it's just 1%, go ahead and start doing that. And um, what you will see is just being persistent and consistent with it. It's going to get you ahead before you know it. Mm, great advice. Uriah, did you have something? You looked like you were about, about to jump in. <laughs> yeah, kind of along the lines of what Gordon was saying there. I think it can be intimidating. It certainly was for me. For some reason, there was like this emotional hurdle or I don't know what the, the, the challenge was with like fully implementing it because maybe some of us feel like we have to do it like 100% or not at all. And so sometimes when I'm talking to my coaching clients, I will suggest, and I always pitch profit first if they're not already using it, of course, I have to. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, go and just set up one extra account. Just yeah. set up a profit account. And like Gordon was saying, start with 1% mm -hmm. and then move that up over time. Like, and, and all you have to do is drive down to your bank. Maybe you don't even have to drive to your bank and just go set up that one account. And then you'll feel like you actually started and you can kind of implement the rest uh, on your own pace. Yeah. Whitney, do you have anything? Yeah, I would say make it work for you. I <laughs> I am an Enneagram one, so I like rules and structure, but sometimes I get too caught in the rules and structure. So if you need to change the percentages to make them work best for your practice after you've obviously implemented it and watched the numbers, do what you need to do to make it work for you. Mm, great advice. Very good. Mm -hmm. How about you, Jessica? just say it's okay if it takes some time to fully implement my favorite thing um i love all of your stories julie and reading the book i was reading it last week and just it, you, your writing's fabulous but what i really love is that you are simplifying how we apply it to private practices and you give some sample um percentages but if you're looking at that and you realize when you do the instant assessment that you're way off of those numbers it's okay if it takes time even now every now and then i slightly tweak my percentages and I've been using it for years. So it doesn't have to be perfect overnight. And it really is okay to take it as slow as you kind of describe in the book each quarter. Yeah, such a good point. Like it, profit first, the, the framework is a living, breathing thing also, right? Like as your business changes, profit first can change with you too. Like as you're growing or in a, or, or, or as you're stabilizing. Yeah, those are all very great advice from all of you. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining the launch party today. I'm so grateful that you took time out of your busy schedules to come celebrate with me. Um, and so thank you for joining. We will be back after a very short break with uh, AJ Harper. If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com slash accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. We really appreciate it. The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest's general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice.